business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Rolling this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! You are now about to witness the strength of Bob Saget. Fuck, man. Hey, you fucking bitch. We're gonna go to Concord or something. Have you ever had one of those nights that started off so damn good? No fights, no fuss. It's understood that when you go to the bar, man, we ain't even to us girls in the car. Well, this night started off just like that, except Jamie's what? in the driver's seat, Saget's in the back. We rolling on 20 to the club, pull up front. Saget's in the back seat, rolling a blunt. Valet opens up the door to park the car. The belts are at the front, don't wanna let us in the bar. Bob says, here, let me show him some affection. Then he walked up, wound up, and cold clock decked him. Started screaming for the bitch to respect him. Next thing you know, we're in the VIP section. When crew runs deep like this, you wanna brag. Who you rolling with? I'm rolling with Saggy. Here with Bob, here with Bob Saggy. Numero uno, nobody does it better. In a cardigan sweater Now the night's young But everybody's getting tipsy Bob's in the booth With a chick from Poughkeepsie Daughter in the Dom Perignon Just bring it from the bottle Alright, hey, what is going on everybody? Hope everybody's out there doing well on this Saturday night That's right, it's Saturday night, it's Hollywood Hangout I am David Richardson, almost said Boxman I am David Richardson, I'm trying to, once again, split that Boxman thing Again, it's not a character or anything, it's just a nickname But, um, kind of like being me, which... Again, Boxman isn't a character. I'm not playing anything. You guys get me every time I'm on this microphone. You guys get just me, obviously. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, this is Hollywood Hangout. I will be doing plugs in just a minute for you guys. And um, I am going to be talking Bob Saget tonight. Obviously, with the pop, the passing of Bob Saget last Sunday, um, figured I would go ahead and do this this week. Um, I'm going to do this a little bit like the Norm MacDonald episode. I've got clips to play. I have... Um, Pretty much, you know, I'm going to go through his life a little bit, play a little clips in the middle of that, and then we'll just play some clips from, you know, funny clips of his, stuff from his roast, and a few things like that. I'm going to do, the, like I said, the same thing I did with Norm MacDonald after he uh, he passed recently. I'm going to do the same thing, which was I had fun, I laughed, I played the funny stuff, and I celebrated their life more than, uh, more than mourned them. I really think that's a better way to go, especially on a show like this, so... Now, I will warn you right now in the beginning, Bob Saget's humor is filthy. (laughs) I mean, raunchy, filthy humor. So there will be a few filthy, filthy jokes told by Bob Saget on this show tonight. You will hear many. Um, His, We just didn't expect it after the whole Danny Tanner thing, which I will get into. But um, let me go ahead and uh, get something here. I'm going to go ahead and get uh, plugs done here. Like I said, I'll go ahead and do those. I am just on Mixler tonight. I didn't want to do YouTube. Um, really didn't want to do all the pictures and everything. That kind of brings everything down and, you know, seeing all these pictures. And then I just thought it would be better to do it on here. Audio is probably the best way to do this. So that is how I decided we're just going to do this. That's it. Don't like it. I'm sorry. I'll apologize. Um, and you know what? I'll go ahead and play that. Uh, I just played that at the beginning. I'll go ahead and play more of that uh, Bob Saget rap song underneath this for you guys. I can go ahead and play that uh, quietly again. That is the rap song right there is, uh, let me see, I have it right here. It is Jamie Kennedy and Stu Stone. They did a rap song called Rollin' with Bob Saget. And uh, obviously you heard he was the illest motherfucker in a cardigan sweater. So... We will, uh, I'm going to go ahead, they'll knock out plugs, and then we will get into talking Bob Saget once again, celebrating his life and uh, some of the more funny stuff he did, some of the clean stuff he did, and we, once again, we're going to have to get into the filthy stuff, and of course, I'm going to get into this controversy, which really should be a non-troversy, and it would be if QAnon wasn't in, uh, as crazy and you know involved as they are in this, so... Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, let me get a little something play in here. I said I was going to play that. I will not lie to you. I will do that. You are now about to witness the there we go. I'll put that on behind me. You know what? I played about a minute of it. Let me jump about a minute into the song here, and I'll kind of play it. Perfect. This is kind of where we were. All right, there you go. All right, everybody, I'm going to knock plugs out real quick. Hi, Marks. Cheese Man. Mojo. Gee whiz, I want you guys checking them out every Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right, there's two T's in Mitt, and that is where you can always check those guys out. Also, check them out on YouTube, right there on Metal Metal Mitt Network. Also, you can check them out right there. Uh, And, of course, you got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blade. Subscribe to that in Humans on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And you know we got Eric. Don't definitely check him out. What am I saying here? Check him out on a uh, Blog Talk Radio. It's everything 
unscripted wrestling podcast. You go to Block Talk Radio, EUP Network is where you're going to find them, or just go to all your podcast platforms and look up everything unscripted wrestling podcast. And Steve Milan, he's always sharing the show and really, really, really appreciate it. And uh, find him over there reviewing movies. Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan. Don't forget to put two L's in Milan. And you always have me and Smart on the Dirt Cheap Dudes. Um, Wednesdays, about uh, 10, 15 p.m. Eastern Time. So don't forget to check us out over there. And uh, like I said, there will be some minor changes coming up to that show. coming soon. We're uh, looking to do a few things to upgrade the show a little more. Try to... Uh, take it a little more, kick it up another notch is what we're going to be looking to do. So I hope everybody's going to be on board with that. I don't see why you would not be. But um, all right, here we go. Like I said, I'm going to be talking Bob Saget tonight. Um, And once again, just kind of the celebration of life more than the uh, even a tribute, if you want to call it that. But going to get into a little bit of his early life. Not much. I don't really like touching on that early stuff because it's just, you know, yeah, I mean, it's good to know how many kids he has, parents and stuff like that. But how much do you really need to know about, uh, about their personal life? Not really that much. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. I'll start out with some of that stuff right there. And then, like I said, I've got some really fun stuff to do, some clips to play. And, um, I, once again, same as Norm MacDonald, I didn't listen to a lot of these clips. I'm listening to them cold with you guys. Uh, You're going to get my normal and and live reaction of a lot of them. Um, And uh, like I said, we will get into that little controversy. And uh, we'll figure out where all that stemmed from is what we will do because, I don't know. It's just a weird one. So let's just go ahead and uh, I'm going to start out with his early life real quick and then we'll start getting into the fun stuff Nah, not going to be the longest show but that's all right let's not worry about it anyway bob saget real name robert lane saget that was it right there um he is most known obviously for playing danny tanner on the at that now the originally an abc sitcom full house that was 1987 to 1995 um, Full House brought it back, or I'm sorry, Netflix brought it back in 2016, and it did five seasons, 2016 to 2020, of Fuller House is what they called it. Uh, he was also the voice of the narrator Ted Mosby on the uh, CBS sitcom How I Met Your Mother that whole time, 2005 through 2014. And from 1989 to 1997, he was always that clean-cut guy that was in our homes with America's Funniest Home Videos. So, you know, that that was kind of how we were used to seeing him until 2014. And that's kind of when he kind of let go of the wholesomeness and just let everything go. Um, Like it says here, he was also known for his 2014 album, That's what I'm talking about. I do have clips from that, which we will play in a little bit here. Um, That was was actually nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album. But not very, uh, not, uh, again, not what we were used to at all. And you will uh, hear that as we play that a little bit. Um, Born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, May 17th, 1956, uh, to a Jewish family. His father 
named Benjamin, was a supermarket executive. His mother, Rosalind, they called her Dolly, was a hospital administrator. And they had gone back and forth between Virginia and and Philadelphia a few times. Um, Finally ending, going back to Virginia one time, they ended up moving to Encino, California and L.A. He met Larry Fine of the Three Stooges there. And I don't know how it doesn't, no description on how they met, to be honest. And really, I kind of tried to dig into that. And I didn't really get anything, to be honest with you. So, but he did meet Larry Fine. Um, I believe he was uh, Larry of the Three Stooges, strangely. Um, let me see, Larry, Mo Curly. I think, yeah, he met Mo was the one with the weirdo. Yeah, he was Larry. I was right. I'm right. I think I'm right. If I'm wrong, someone let me know. Um, and he started hearing stories from Larry Fine and really just kind of really, really, really thought the stories were really cool. Um, then right, and this was during his high school years, they moved to Encino. He moved back to Philadelphia before his senior year. And this is where he had started thinking about becoming a doctor. But his honors English teacher, Her name was Elaine Zimmerman, saw his creative potential and urged him to actually do more than that and become an actor or do something in the, you know, field of movies or anything creative. And um, she died when he was young. Um, And this was a quote from Bob uh, Saget himself. He said, a few years after she taught me, she was in a fatal car accident. Uh, he shared this in his book, and he said the um, he he called her the miraculous Elaine Zimmerman. Uh, he said I owe a lot to her. I was about to go to college, had enrolled in pre med classes, and Mrs. Zimmerman literally told literally told me, "Do not become a doctor. You need to make movies and perform and write. You need to make people laugh." So, I mean, I don't know how many times a Teacher has told a student not to be a doctor, (laughs) but here we are. He was told not to be a doctor. Um, (laughs) That's just the way it goes. I don't know. I don't really think teachers are supposed to tell students not to be, you know, doctors and lawyers. But, I mean, listen, the movie business is great, but it's a tough one to get into, and especially the comedy business. I mean, that's kind of what... I mean, he started off as this comic, and really, he's more known for being Danny Tanner than anything. I mean, you know, you say Full House, you think Danny Tanner, or, you know, it's just the way it goes. Strange that he was such a filthy comic after this, but he was also trying to be that before it. I mean, you know, some people... Turn, go the opposite way they're supposed to. I mean, look at Sam Kinison. He was a Pentecostal preacher before he was a comedian, a filthy comedian. Literally, I don't know if anyone knew that, but I've mentioned it before. You can actually, if you go on YouTube, there's stuff with him preaching. You can hear it right there. So anyway, after high school, he went to Temple University. He did go to film school there, and he created a black and white film Uh, about a boy who received reconstructive facial surgery. And it was called Through Adam's Eyes. I looked up a little bit of this. 
And you can find a little bit about it. Uh, not a lot, to be honest with you. Um, not really too much about it. It was um, images that somehow he got images and everything that ranged from 1855 to the early 2000s. And then he had some from the 60s to the 90s. And it was highlights and prints. Supposedly it was really well done from what I saw. But no one really got a hold of this or did anything but somehow it made there is a website that has it um uh, cp org has it and you can look it up on there a little bit called uh once again the uh through adam's eyes but actually did pretty actually did very well for him um the little thing it actually was honored with an award of merit in the student academy awards um, he also was, while he was doing that, making films and doing that, he was going to the improv and he would just go there, take the train, go to the improv, catch a rising star, both down in New York. Um, and what he would do is get up on the, on stage and sing the Beatles song while my guitar gently weeps. And according to witnesses there he would use a water bottle to actually make the guitar appear like it was weeping um i got a little bit of that song right here by the beatles give me a second let me get it pulled up here hold on here we all right come on vlc players taking a second to load up sorry about this guys here we go all right There you go. So you can see how hilarious that would be to just play that song. Um, I guess kind of trying to see the hilarity there, but uh, I don't know. I tried to look that up. There is no video of it. I tried. I did what I could, but I there was no video of this. Um, anyway, let's just keep rolling here. Once again, we can uh, get into the fun stuff. Like I'm not looking to do a long show tonight, to be honest with you. I've got a sick baby. Came home yesterday to 101 fever with with the baby and want to be out there. My wife's not home right now. My older one is that my little one is out there watching her. So anyway, uh, he did graduate Temple with a, a degree in. Uh, he had a bachelor, a B of A, in 1978. Again, he was going to take some graduate courses at the uh, USC University of South California, but after a few days, he quit. Um, he described himself at that time in an article that he, um, by a gentleman named Glenn Esterly, uh, in the Saturday Evening Post in 1990, he said, I was a cocky, overweight, 22-year-old. Then I had some gangrene, gangrenous, gangrene, uh, appendix taken out. He almost died from that. 
And he got over being cocky and overweight. Obviously, we never really saw him overweight. He was just you know, obviously a very thin guy the whole time we always saw him. I mean, got a little older, a little heavier, but nothing ridiculous. Uh, he did talk about this burst appendix on uh, Anytime with Bob Cushel. And he said that it happened on the 4th of July at UCLA Medical Center and that they iced the area for seven hours before taking it out and finding that it had become, uh, you know, that it his appendix had gangrene. Oh, my God, that's scary. Um, anyway, he uh, did a short little stint on a morning program in 1987, and then he was quickly cast as Danny Tanner in Full House, as we all knew him as. And it's kind of weird that he was a morning program host there also. Uh, <laughs> just kind of odd, it kind of what he was doing in the beginning of everything. So <clears throat> just worked out well for him, I guess. But, uh, you know, he, he would obviously do that. Um, and, I mean, that was a huge show. That, that, that was a, a very big show that full house and i mean it was it was huge for him and everyone on that show obviously for the olsen twins um and uh 1989 like i said he started hosting the american um america's funniest home videos and did like i said till 1997 that was a long stint on that show and i think that show might still be on i'm not even sure um but he was doing full house and america's funniest home videos simultaneously doing both of that um, and he did return in 2009 for the 20th anniversary one-hour special, and he hosted that with Tom Tom Bergeron. Bergeron, I don't know how to say that name. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, he also directed um, a 1996 ABC television television movie called For Hope. Uh, it was inspired by the life story of his sister. Now, I know I had something here on his sister. If you give me just one second here. I think I accidentally closed it. So let me reopen that. Not that one. This one. Nope, not that one. Hold on. It's right here. Let me get to... Now, his sister did die, I believe, at an early age. Hold on here. Okay. Here we go. Let me go here, type in the word sister. And let's just start doing this right here. All right. None of these. None of these. But anyway, let's go here. <laughs> All right. This is the one right here. This is where we need to type it in. Um, sorry about that, everybody. One of his sisters did die of an aneurysm. I thought that. Um, and actually, if you keep going through, you know, you, you kind of look. His two older sisters both died young. Andrea Saget, known as Andy, was only 34 when she suffered a fatal aneurysm. But, um, and uh, he, he talked about this in his autobiography, writing that uh, through emotion and, and, and the shock he felt like he could be at peace now. Um, she had suffered a lot in her short life. He continued, the sweetest, most emotional girl you could ever meet is what he said about her. Um, and, uh, just kind of said she was very vulnerable, easily influenced and just always a bit lost. But, you know, her death just kind of, uh, 
obviously affected the whole family. His other sister had a rare disease, and this will uh, the rare disease is called I'm not very good at pronouncing this scleroderma. I think that's how it is said. <laughs> and Bob Saget actually had a lot to do with that. He actually not a lot to do with the disease itself, but he had a lot to do with it because basically he started a here. I've got it right down here. He was a board member of the Scleroderma Research Foundation. Um, basically, he had helped people like Regina Hall from Scary Movie and some other people uh, with this dis- disease already. And um, yeah, basically, he discussed how his sister was diagnosed with this at 43 and died at 47 because she had previously been misdiagnosed so many times. So, you know, guy had a really hard life, you know. Sometimes that's where the filthy comedy comes from. One of I'm not a huge fan of this guy, but it's Louis Anderson. He always says you turn the tragedy into comedy. Um, he used to, he was a pretty, not a filthy comedian, he was a dark comedian. He was so, you know, just very, very dark, very kind of morbid in his delivery and morbid in the jokes he told Louis Anderson was. But Bob Saget went a different way. He went to the filthy, 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 filthy jokes. And hey, what are you going to do? Um, anyway, let's keep going a little bit here. Let me scroll back up. Uh, let's see, where were we here? After the television movie um, and the... You know, obviously, we talked a little bit about the family right there. 1998, he goes and he directs the film Dirty Work, starring, of course, Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang. Um, this was released only a year after he was uh, off of America's Funniest Home Videos. The film did not receive very good reviews from the critics, which didn't, uh, they, they, they don't like dirty, filthy comedies. It's just not their style. Um, but the film has obviously become a cult favorite. Um, Obviously, with Artie Lang and Norm Macdonald himself, I mean, we can't, you know, sit here and say that, you know, oh, Norm Macdonald had nothing to do. Norm Macdonald had a little bit to do with that, also. Um, so, obviously, between the both of them now, it's really a cult, kind of a cult favorite. But uh, obviously, Artie Lang on the Howard Stern show most of the time. Um, so there you go with that. So let me go ahead and get so I don't lose my spot here. I'm going to take out what we've already talked about. And he obviously made a cameo appearance as a cocaine addict in the 1998 special Half-Baked. Now, obviously, I have that clip. I wouldn't let it go without playing the clip because this was like a clip that people were shocked to see from old Danny Tanner and the host of America's Funniest Home Videos, the America's Wholesome, Wholesome. America's dad, almost. And here we go. Let's play it. All right. Oh, hold on. I have, for some reason, I have this on mute. Let me unmute the site. I had it muted in Google. Here we go. My name is Thurgood. Hi. Hi. I'm here today because I'm addicted to marijuana. You in here for some marijuana? Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit! Marijuana is not a drug. 
I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. <laughs> now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. Fool this man! All right, there you go. Obviously, that was a great movie. You got Dave Chappelle. You had Jim Brewer. Um, obviously, we had uh, Bob Saget in there at one point. Um, Harlan Williams. Stephen Wright was the guy on the couch. Great comic right there himself. And uh, it was just a weird spot for everyone to see him in. But it was a obviously a very funny spot and a very, very funny movie. Um, if you haven't seen Half-Baked, check it out. That's one I need to definitely... Uh, get into right there one day one day it will get done um <clears throat> now in 2001 he took another role as a widowed dad uh, kind of the same thing from the full house episode we saw and starring on a show called raising dad on the wb it co-starred kat dennings brie larson and jerry adler it was only a one season show so didn't really get any ground, you know, any any footing on that show, but uh, was one more role he took, kind of the same, you know, just the same little roles that he that we already knew. So, um, gonna do this. I also got a few more clips to play that are off of Facebook, which I'll get loaded up in just a few minutes here, and we will get all those going. We're not too much. We don't have too much more on his uh, little life here. Um, we also talked about that he was uh, on the sitcom, the voice on the sitcom of the narrator on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Nine seasons that show ran, so that wasn't bad at all. And then he hosted the game show One Versus 100, and I forgot about that, but he did. It was from 2006 to 2008, and I completely forgot he did that. And in 2007, That Ain't Right came out. And he dedicated it to his father, Ben, who died at 89 years old in 2007 due to some uh, complications from congestive heart failure. So that was, a, you know, a good thing. And like I said, we will play some clips from that very soon. Uh, once again, I don't have too much more to get into in all of this. Um, from 2005 to 2010, he had a reoccurring, episode, uh, reoccurring role, was in four episodes of Entourage, basically playing a parody of himself. And um, he was later uh, in the 2000 feature film based on the series also, just, you know, quickly. Um, then also the 2005 is when this song came out that, uh, that I played earlier in the beginning of the show. So there's that right there. And he did something in 2005 called Farce of the Penguins, kind of a parody of March of the Penguins. It was a direct-to-DVD. It didn't do well. It didn't do well. He went to direct direct to DV in 2007. DV? No, DVD in 2007. Jesus Christ, I can't talk tonight. I think I need a beer. What do you think? That's what I think. Let me get rid of this uh, seltzer water I got here. Put the can over here. Let me grab me a beer. One sec, everybody. Reach down here, grab me a Coors Light. And maybe that'll help out a little bit. Maybe it'll uh, loosen up the... The mouth a little I don't know there we go he was also in a Broadway musical called The Drowsy Chaperone for a limited four month uh, stint he played Man in Chair 
I'm not sure what that meant or what that was, but uh, anyway, cheers, everybody, on the Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, first sip of beer. Oh, sometimes that's so goddamn good. Whoo, love that stuff right there. Okay. Um, he was... Okay, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way here. In 2009, he debuted in a new sitcom, along with uh, his co-star Sylvia Stevenson. It was called Surviving Suburbia. Uh, this was originally slated to air on CW, ended, and didn't even finish a whole season. So I, I will say the filthy comic stuff did kind of put him in a different light with a lot of people. They didn't see him in the same way, and I just think his... It, it, it's kind of amazing how now, you know, of course, after people pass away, everyone's like, I loved him. He was awesome. Yeah, well, did you really? I'm just saying. Um, anyway, 2010, he was in an A&E series called Strange Days, uh, which he followed uh, people in different activities and lifestyles, just documenting adventures in strange ways. And then in 2014, he released his autobiography. It was called Dirty Daddy. Um, another book. Now, I guess we'll just tie this into here. Another book, or this book here, was basically talked about his comedy influence. It talked about his career, talked about his experiences, life, death. Um, and it kind of basically, he was talking about how he was really filthy and would do some inappropriate things on the set. Uh, one story, even he told this, is that they used to have a doll that would stand in every now and then for the twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley. I mean, when they were young, they had every now and then they would just have a doll in there. I guess one time he picked up the doll and did something dirty with the doll in front of everybody. Everyone, Mostly everyone laughed, and it kind of just wasn't a thing until now, of course. Um and I'll tell you what, let's get through this and then I'll get into the controversy and then what we'll do, you know what, fuck it, we'll just get into the goddamn controversy now. Since this book is called Dirty Daddy, uh, I feel like I'm talking about Christopher Dickinson, the wrestler. Um, he also did a comedy tour with this uh, thing called the Dirty Daddy Tour. But I, let's go ahead, like I said, we'll get in a little bit into the controversy now. The controversy was that he may have molested or sexually assaulted one of the Olsen twins or both of them. Now, here's what this all came from. When they did the Comedy Central roast for Bob Saget, jokes were made by Jeffrey Ross and some other people. Uh, here, let me jump into this real quick. I've got it all right here. The uh, Looper, three days ago, puts out an article all about this right here. Um, this whole thing, the uh, it was called the the what was it here? Wow, I think I accidentally closed that. One. That's the one that I accidentally closed. Okay, sorry about that, everybody. Give me one second. I'll get that pulled back up. Um, oh no, this was it right here. The Bob Saget, the controversy you never knew existed. Um, anyway, let's go to where it really talks about this. Let me get this out of here. And basically, let's go to Jeffrey Ross's name, because that's really where 
it uh, starts talking about it. So let's go to Jeffrey Ross. And because, like I said, that's where they really start talking about this. So here we go. One of the comedians got on stage. It was Brian Poson. And he was making a joke. He said, Bob has done a lot for this country for eight seasons. Half an hour a week, Full House kept pedophiles off the street. In fact, there were three of them on the show. Whole crowd laughed. Comedian Jeff Ross got a little more specific, asking Saget about his interactions with Mary Kate and Ashley. Um, even you know, John, he, he even John Stamos made a few little jokes, and just basically, it was just all you know. He was you know contradicting the clean image from Bob Saget, but. Basically, where all these allegations came from were right here. A roast. It was jokes from comedians. That's where all these allegations came from. Every single one of them. He was never, you know, like I said on uh, Wednesday, you know who never really made these allegations were the Olsen twins. They've never said one bad word about this man. Neither has Cameron Candace Bree, neither has Jody Sweeten, neither has any person on that show ever said anything bad about Bob Saget. All these accusations came from nothing but jokes on a show that these fucking QAnon weirdos decided to take and run with. And like I said, they may show you this blurry picture that looks like the, you know, the, the, the Bigfoot person took it that you can barely see of Jeffrey Epstein's log. No, I'm sorry. Even if he was there, not everyone there was messing with children. Not everyone there was. I'm sorry. You can't approve that it doesn't matter uh, it's just the way it happens I'm sorry but no this is where all these accusations came from so basically if you hear these accusations about Bob Saget you might want to just dismiss them and say they all came from basically a joke many jokes on a roast on Comedy Central with uh, which if you've never watched a Comedy Central roast which we'll play a few clips from that also um if you've never watched one of the Comedy Central roasts, basically they are as dirty, filthy, and disgusting as they can be. That's exactly what Comedy Central roasts used to be. Who could be the nastiest and dirtiest on that show? Um, so uh, that, that's just the way it went. So that, again, in my opinion, this should be a non-troversy. It shouldn't matter. There's nothing to see here. They were jokes simply made on a, on a Comedy Central roast. So I think we should just leave it alone um, at that point. And like I said, it, it, it's amazing how people can't just sit there and, you know, the man passed, the body's not even called. The day after I was seeing people post this stuff about him, and I decided to dig into it, and I found out that this is where it stemmed from, was jokes told at a Comedy Central roast. So you go with what you want to believe, I'll go with what I looked up and figured out and uh, did a little research on. I'm going to go with that, and I'm going to leave it at that. So I'm not even going to mention it again, to be honest with you. Uh, now, in 2015 and in 2016, he had a couple of episodes he did um, with a on a show called Grandfathered. It was actually starring John Stamos, so he you know, kind of jumped on there with him um, a little bit. In 2016 and 2020... Uh, to 2020, like we said, he did the Fuller House series. Thank God Netflix picked that up. That was big for them too. That was a that reprisal of that show was pretty popular for a little while there. Me and my wife watched the first at least two seasons. I don't think I 
watched the last few. Um, but in 2019, he was announced as the host of a TV show called Videos After Dark. Um, and he also did a show called Nashville Squares on CMT. Did not know that during that time. And he had the, um, and he was doing that. Uh, then in 2020, he had a, a podcast called Bob Saget's Here With You. I did not know that. And he also competed in the season four of The Masked Singer as the squiggly monster. I didn't know that either. Um, he did have uh, an ex-wife and a current wife. Um, his ex-wife, he married in 1982. They did not divorce until 1997. They were together very long, actually, especially in Hollywood. Uh, they had three daughters together. Um, obviously, we, we know a few of his sisters did pass, but um, they had three daughters, Aubrey, Lara, Melanie, it was her name, and Jennifer Bell, um, all three of them right there. And in 2018, after divorcing his first wife in 1997, he waited all the way until 2018, and he married Kelly Rizzo. She was a host of uh, Eat, Travel, Rock, I guess a television show. I've never heard of it. Um, and then pretty much that was it until now we obviously know what happened. He was performing and the hotel staff went in around four in the afternoon and they found him. He was unresponsive and there still really is nothing on exactly what happened. They did say it is under investigation that his death is under investigation. They did say that, um, but that's really all they've said about it. So obviously I'm not going to sit here and do anything. Now, sadly, the funeral was today. Um, a lot of comedians and obviously pretty, I mean, everyone from Full House was there. Uh, comedians, uh, Dave Chappelle was there. <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle, Kathy Griffin, Chris Rock, Jimmy Kimmel, Jeffrey Ross. Um, he was a pallbearer alongside uh, Jonathan Silverman, Mike Young, Ted Sarandos, Steve Hale. And Saget's Full House co-stars. You can see them if you go to this uh, article here. You can see all of them here. It's 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 awful just seeing everybody all sad like this. But uh, John Mayer was there. Obviously, um, everybody. Just hundreds of people they said were there. Uh, Candace Cameron, Mary-Kate, and Ashley, o Ashley Olsen actually you know, made a public appearance and attended this funeral. Uh, they, they're so odd-looking. <laughs> it's just very strange but uh everyone you would expect was there but uh, it's awesome that dave Chappelle was there um so lots and lots of different com comedians and actors and everyone just kind of poured in to you know go to this funeral today so just pretty heartbreaking though you know um and we did lose a lot of actors in 2021. I mean, so many actors we lost. I mean, let's see here. Marion Ramsey, she was the uh, the high-pitched, squeaky woman from Police Academy. Uh, she was Laverne Hooks in Police Academy. Deezer D, my God, rapper, you know, died this year. We lost him, uh, or last year, actually now, since we're out of 2020, uh, 2021, I mean. So, so many here. I could just scroll through this, and I really don't even want to do that. So, let's just go ahead and get out of here. Now, like I said, going to play some clips here, and I just think that would be a little more fun. Now, before I get into the 
comedy stuff with him. I had a few clips that I had ready here, and I need to pull them back up. I had to restart this computer um, before the show. So right before I started the show, for some reason it was saying the audio was down, like wasn't even working. So give me just a second here, and I've got a few off of Facebook that I wanted to play. A couple of Bob Saget just being a really good person. Um, actually, most of them are Bob Saget just being a really good person. I guess before we get to the filthy humor, we'll get to these clips real quick. Um, give me one minute for this first one to load up, and we will go ahead and get into it. Uh, this first clip is about two minutes long. It's him talking. It looks like the newer version of Full House because he's in his glasses. He's obviously not very young in these pictures. It looks like the Fuller House. I guess when it was ending, he stood up and made a speech. And um, like I said, it's about two minutes. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Let me make sure there's no muting going on here. It is muted on Facebook. Let's go ahead and play this speech. And the title just says Full House meant so much to Bob Saget and also his co-stars. So here it is. Um, I became Danny Tanner. And um, for years, you kind of fight a, a character. That... Oh, sorry. It locked up for a second there. You're you know what? Because yeah. sitcom. It's because the other ones are trying to load here. Let me load these one at a time. Okay. Is not like a movie where you go out and do something else and people go, oh, you're at, you act like that. And I'm so proud to have been able to raise these girls um, and know them since they were like my girls, um, like my own daughters. I only had one kid when the show started, and I didn't like her. <laughs> and then Jody slept over the house, Aubrey was her friend. I mean, Candace was 10, and we would look forward to our scenes together because they were so real. This is the very, very beginning. We fought over how mom died, whether it was a car wreck or, or cancer was Bob Boyette's idea. So there was a press conference once, and uh, you might want to cut out this part. There was a press conference, and I said, how did your wife die? And I said, car accident. And Bob Boyette said, cancer, at the same time. <laughs> to the press. I said, well, she had cancer in the car. <laughs> But what you said, Brian, is accurate because I'm out there and I'm really seeing the world and, and I got thousands of people and there's something that this show has broken grounds of. First, I didn't wind up in jail. Uh, <laughs> it is a show that is, uh, is so loved all over the whole world and will always be. It's a piece of television history. And, um, and what you guys did with Fuller is amazing. It's amazing that when you would do the Lucy bits and stuff, when I would take you drunk driving, oh, that's wrong. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told the judge. But, um, but when you do these things, these high-style comedy bits, and then when you do this... There you go. That was it right there. Um, let me get rid of that screen real quick. So again, just kind of showing, I mean, he, he was about to break down right there a few times. And like I said, I think that was obviously the end <coughs> of Fuller House just by how he was talking. Um, but like I said, I mean, just, that just seems like a really good person right there, man. Just a nice, really nice guy. Um, filthy comedy aside, you can do filthy comedy and still be a very good person. And I think that's what we're seeing here. 
from uh, Bob Saget. Um, that was a good clip. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the other one. I guess they just, for some reason, my internet's not working very well today. It's a, it's a little pissy. Um, this is, I'm not going to play this whole one because basically this is Bob Saget just kind of talking to fans and it's a TMZ video. He was on TMZ a lot. TMZ loved them some Bob Saget. Um, so here we go. I'm going to go ahead. I'll play a little bit of it. Not going to play a ton. It's a six minute video. Seven, actually. I'm not going to play a lot. I'll play like a minute of it and then we'll get out of here with that. Yaya, the man's got places to be. Hey, Bob, 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 favorite movie to put on when you got a girl over? Maybe in bed? A movie, movie. Uh, I, I would say uh, Frozen. Frozen, okay. Man, you're good. Man, you're good. Thanks a lot, Bob. Love you. Okay, see, filthy joke. Get it? Frozen, kids movie, girl, dirty, filthy. Jokes, 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 people. You used to be able to make jokes. Let's let's try this again. Bob, I need some. You, you never come out the front. That's my sister. No, I don't. I don't come out. Bob, the front. I need some man advice, but you're with your lady. You need, yeah, this is a dear friend of mine for 25 years. All right, look. Can I can I ask Bob something? The man to man. The car where she's safe from you. Yes. No, I can't eat sweets. I, I chose tonight to become diabetic. I'm Bob, sorry. the lady I'm... The, Bob. Hi, my friend Dennis. Yo, man. And so watch me tonight. I'm going to DVR you right now. While I drive, because that's safe. Bob, the girl I'm... Who's the guy? Oh, hi. He's the guy. What? Sure. That's video. Bob, the girl that I'm seeing wants to uh, invite one of her friends to the date we have scheduled. Say what? The girl I'm seeing wants to invite another girl to the date we have scheduled this weekend. Oh, that, that's difficult. I don't know. It decides if you have two penis. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, that was by And you see, he, he he completely ignored TMZ until the fans were kind of not around him anymore. And he did. The girl asked for a picture, and she was took a video and a still shot. Um, just seems like a, a really nice guy. I mean, he knew he was getting all the attention. He loved the attention, um, obviously. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and get the next video loaded up here. Uh, for the next Facebook video. I've got a bunch of YouTube stuff, but all that stuff is... Uh, easier to uh to get to so let me let this video load up here this is um he would just call fans on the phone to surprise them every now and then and i believe this is a video from one of his fans and give me a second here i hear my baby crying out there like i said she's not feeling very well tonight so here we go this is uh three minutes we won't play all this one either but here we go. Bob Saget just calling one of his fans out of the blue. I mean, hey, why not, right? You're Bob Saget. You know, you know, why not? Hello? Hello? Jimmy, it's Bob Saget. How are you? Bob Saget, you're really cool. This is not just a video cassette. It's the reason we're on the air. If it weren't for this little piece of plastic, you wouldn't be sending in your tapes. I wouldn't be hosting the show, and my daughter wouldn't have a new swing set. So, man, I got, I got your message, and... Uh, Sounds like you're going through a bunch of stuff. It sounds like you got ups and downs, right? Absolutely. Please uh, get well soon, okay? I appreciate it, man. Thanks. For, I really do appreciate the call. Thank you for looking out. My pleasure. <clears throat> Thanks for calling, Jimmy. Elizabeth. Hi. 
Hello. Hi, it's Bob Saget here. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Um, oh my gosh, no way. <laughs> I did not expect it. Yeah, you called though. You left a message, so that's sweet. Thank you. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, my dad was freaking out. He definitely wanted to <laughs> me to call. So what's his name? Because I've got his number. We could do a... You mind doing a conference call with your dad? Oh, come oh my on. God, so awesome. Hello. <laughs> Chris, it's Bob Saget with Elizabeth in a conference call. Hi, Jeff. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I'm right here. You're, you're on the... Do I, can I use you both on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. How's it going? Oh, it's going great, Bob. I mean, it's an honor to hear from you, my friend. It's an honor to talk to you, my friend. I, I can't believe that you're... You are a fan, and Elizabeth says you have a man crush on me, which I accept fully. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Who doesn't love Danny Tanner? I mean, I'm Bob Saget. I mean, we, we love both of you, man. They, they love Danny Tanner first, and then they're still trying to figure out who Bob Saget is, but that's good <laughs> by me. Just trying to make people laugh and kind of share my experiences, but we're all going through a similar thing, which I think, as, as rough as it is, it kind of joins people together somehow because they talk about their oh. stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Um, that was awesome right there. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm actually tearing up a little bit. I'm really him. Um, that was awesome. When he got the dad on the phone, that was fucking awesome. Well, I got his number. Why don't we conference call him in? She's like, oh, my God. I don't care if it was just set up or not. Shit like that is just just shows what a good person he was. Really does. That was really... That was an awesome one right there. I do have one more from Facebook, which uh, if you give me just a second here, I'll get pulled up. And then we'll start getting into some of the comedy clips uh, and we can laugh a little more. Um, This was him with Jay Leno. Uh, Jay Leno, obviously great comedian, um, you know, took over for Johnny Carson, Tonight Show. Um, But he has this huge and incredible, incredible car collection. And it was him and Bob Saget. I guess Bob Saget was driving one of his cars and uh, Jay's cars. And here we are. It's just a less than a minute long. So we'll go ahead and knock this one out and then we'll get into some fun stuff. Changing as we all are. But I always looked up to you for the way you always did stand up, Jay, when I met you back in 1976, for God's yeah, sakes. It's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah it, it is funny. We all did Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin, but you weren't officially in show business. Until you did the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, that's the first show when you're officially in show business, isn't it? Right. He was very kind to me, as you were. I remember one time I was promoting a movie I'd made called Farce of the Penguins, and we, your producers, put a go. penguin on my lap. I did. I it. It was literally a live penguin, which I'd never held on my lap, and I said, "This is the poster for the movie," because it was an R-rated movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There you go. And we talked about the farce of the penguins right there. Um, pretty, like I said, pretty cool stuff right there. Uh, that was really awesome, though, right there. You know, just talking about how comedians who had been really nice to him and stuff and, you know, on the way up. You know, they, they there is the old saying, you know, it, you know, it, it, the, always be nice to the people on your way up because you're going to run into them on the way down. I, You know, most comedians actually take that to heart. They do. You know, a lot of people who help him out. But, uh, you know, it's funny, Jay Leno, my dad, a couple months ago, was telling me, I never knew this, Jay Leno's a Boston guy, 
my uncle, my dad's brother, used to double date with Jay Leno back in the old days before he was a before he was famous and he always used to tell my uncle, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it big. I'm gonna make it big. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make it big. And he did. Obviously. I mean, Jesus Christ, like I said, I mean this guy took over for Johnny Carson. I, that those were huge shoes to fill. And he made it. He ended up retiring on his own on his own merit, on his own rules and terms and he he did it. So good for him, but like I said, he's got just an incredible car collection. And uh he's a very smart guy. Obviously, he's a very business savvy, smart guy. Jay Leno is, but uh that was pretty cool. And Bob Saget talk, talking about that right there. So let's um uh, I'm deciding if I want to you know what, let's do some from the comedy album. Um that ended up being a DVD at one point. Which let's go ahead and do a few of those. I've got a well, I've got about five clips from that, and then I've got a few clips of just other comedy shows. Now, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take these, and I'm gonna go ahead and open VLC and pop them all in a playlist, so they will not take as long to open. Uh, I probably should have done that a long time ago, but like I said, I restarted this computer, and uh, but that's not a problem right there. So here we go. Here we go. All right, this is going to be a short clip. It's only a minute and 18 seconds. Honestly, the longest clip on here is three minutes. Um, and uh, let's go ahead, though, and we will start with Bob Saget talking about Tourette's guy. Now, I'm going to once again warn you guys, Bob Saget's humor is dirty, filthy. You, if, if you're not prepared, if you don't have a great sense of humor, you might want to go ahead and take off at this point because it's probably gonna get a little dirty and we're i'm even gonna play clips from the roast after this and then we will just get into some other funny clips of bob saget at the end of the show but i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do the roast and then we're gonna wrap up with some clips so let's start with this one right here let me close this window and here we go oh let's do some volume let's try this again man i'm getting bad at this here we go I'm worried about you people getting all messed up because there's crazy shit out there and I know it because I've seen it on the web. <laughs> there's a guy, I don't know if you've ever seen this, it's called Tourette's Guys. Anybody seen this? Okay, this is really messed up because that's my name. Okay, there's a guy, and that's a real disorder. I do benefits for it. Okay, Bob, great save. What happened? There's <laughs> this guy called Tourette's Guy and instead of cursing, he's got like 30 million hits, which is how many I want to inflict upon him. <laughs> instead of saying, fuck you, or God damn it, he says my name. He goes, Bob Saget! <laughs> and kids say it in school as a curse word. <laughs> Bob Saget! He hits his thumb with a hammer, Bob Saget! And he pants fall down, he's like, Bob Saget! And he's got like a curly cord hooked up to a swing set, and he falls, Bob Saget! fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Somebody told me he died. I'm like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I know what his last words were. Bob Saget! <laughs> I'm looking for a Tourette's girl. Bob Saget me, Bob Saget! <laughs> All right. Okay. There we go. That was funny. Then, like I said, I haven't heard any of these. The only ones I had really listened to was the, one off of uh, the ones off of Facebook. Um, I did listen to a little bit. The speech I definitely listened to. I wanted to hear what he said before we played it. But I haven't heard any of these. So 
if I'm laughing, it's because I haven't heard it and it's funny and I enjoy it. So, all right, let's go ahead and get into this one. This is the longer of them. And again, I haven't played these, so if they're a little weird or something happens, I'm not quite sure. But uh, this is a John Stamos and the 8x10, and this is off of the... Once again, I'm playing these off the DVD because they're actually movie clips I'm playing. So here we go. So this is, this is a tr true story. It was my birthday, and I was celebrating it. Like, I do it every four years, you know, try to forget the rest. And John Stamos, Uncle Jesse... <laughs> Yes, hey. When I mention his names, I can hear eggs ovulating. <laughs> girls like Uncle Jesse. See? <laughs> and J-Bone. <laughs> girls and J-Bone. John Stamos, Uncle Jesse. He and I were he and I were gay together. Well, he was gay, I just laid there, but <laughs> A doctor. John Stamos wanted to have a party for me for my birthday. And oh my God, my best friend ever. And he said, There's gonna be a limo at your house, bring overnight stuff. I went, Oh, Vegas probably, right? So I go outside and there's a limo in front of my house. This is a true story. And it's don't do this to people. This is really fucked up. <laughs> All right, so a limo pulls up in front of my house. I open the door. My nephew is sitting on the left, and on the right, is Dave Coulier completely naked. <laughs> this is true. I know, I thought I fucked him up on television before. This is worse. <laughs> true dad, trust me. So Dave's naked and he's holding a bottle of champagne to make me laugh. And then he's holding John Stamos's 8x10 with a hole cut out where John's mouth is. Oh. This is true, you know where this is going. Please forgive me, I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> And Dave's wiener is coming out the hole. <laughs> and my nephew takes a picture of it. <laughs> and then I'm looking at them, and I'm like, get fucking dressed. And I slam the door, because I have morals. <laughs> and then we go to Vegas. I this have is morals. true. This is a true story. This is really screwed up. And we get out of the car, and John Stamos is standing there. And he's waiting for us. Uncle Jesse, Greek yogurt's dripping out of his mouth, you know. <laughs> and my nephew gets out of the car and takes out his backpack and whips this picture, this 8x10 of John, out of his backpack and hands it to John. And John sees it with the hole cut out where his mouth is. It was a very narcissistic, beautiful moment. And John grabs it and just sticks his tongue through the hole. Oh. <laughs> and then my nephew takes a picture of it. <laughs> and then my nephew shows him the other picture. And then John starts going... <laughs> and Dave starts going, you blew me. <laughs> and I start going, everywhere you look. <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay, that was a great one. I love that. <laughs> that was a horrible story, but a great one. Now, once again, you don't expect old Danny Tanner to be a wild and crazy guy, but here we go. That was that was all three of them being a little crazy right there. That's a, that's a great story, and his nephew sounds like a really cool dude. 
just taking pictures and fucking with people. I, I'm, I'm loving that shit right there. All right, this is a 47-second clip right here. Uh, <laughs> this is... Um, this sounds like it might be the same clip that we just played on Tourette's guy, to be honest with you. So, because it says when Bob Saget became a curse word. Let's see, this may be the same clip that I accidentally downloaded twice. Let's look. There's this guy called Tourette's guy. It is. Okay, so we don't need to play that one. All right. Um, now, this is another short clip. It's 39 seconds where Bob Saget uh, shares some of his father's win- wisdom. God, I still can't speak. Here we go. My dad once told me that a fart is nothing more than taking a piece of poo and going like this. That's what he said. What the fuck is wrong with you, old man? He also told me, my dad was a great guy, and he touched a lot of people, and they're pressing charges now, but... (laughs) It was really funny. He told me that on Halloween, what you want to do when kids knock on your door, he said, just flick a booger in their mouth. What? He said, kids don't know. They'll eat anything. They're fucking stupid. I'm like... Kids will eat a booger. I mean, they really will. And he said, parents will respect you because you can't hide a razor blade in a booger. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Okay. Wow. That was a good clip. Okay. Last clip off of the uh, DVD and album. Uh, that's what I'm talking about uh, right here. This is a two-minute, 23-second clip right here. And he's going to sing us a song. Bob Saget has a song for us, everybody. So here we go. And here we are. Here's a love song, uh, another love song. It's in, it's in horrible taste. And if you're with someone you care about, just put your hand inside them and, and listen. <laughs> it's not about the way she looked or who she is inside. But when I got inside of her, oh felt like something died. Oh God! I wish we could have shared a bed, but her life was not her own. That's what happens when you date a girl from Driftwood Nursing Home. <laughs> I should have known every hair on her head was gray. I should have known she couldn't remember yesterday. Oh, it was soup day. <laughs> In a glass half full, nothing good can last. Doesn't help that her teeth were sitting in that glass. <laughs> I told her, baby, please don't leave. She just smiled and passed gas. It's almost <laughs> over. She took a four day nap. She sneezed and broke her back. We kissed, she took a crap. (laughs) Her tits are leaking sap. Look, I know this is wrong, okay? There's just too big a gap, and it's in her lap. So it's over. It's really over. Stick a fork in her, it's over. Uh So I can't eat the girl. From Driftwood Nursing Home. Thank you. 
I like the just out of nowhere, whoa, oh, just to kind of make it a a sing-songy song that wasn't so dirty, filthy, and disgusting. All right. Again, we're just sitting here laughing, having a good time with these songs. And that's what you're supposed to do with stuff like this. It's exactly what you're supposed to be doing with stuff like it. It's comedy. Like I said, just comedy, everybody. All right. Let's get more. Like I said, I do have some more clips with Bob Saget in here. Uh, I've got about nine clips here. Let me see here. I'm going to get the times and all that good stuff right there. We're going to close this. We're going to open this. Okay. So, nothing really long in any of these clips. I do have one four-minute clip, which, you know what? If you guys want to go ahead and get that out of the way, we can do that. It says Bob Saget on shitty gigs. So, let's go ahead and play that. And we'll start right there. I've got uh, nine total, but like I said, this one and the one below it, um, him telling uh, some Rodney Dangerfield stories. And it's actually him and Norm MacDonald telling some Rodney Dangerfield stories. So let's start with uh, Bob Saget on shitty gigs. Uh, mate, play it all. I'll mate break it up. It's four. It's three, almost four minutes long. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see. Let's let's see how it goes. Love's important. I mean. That's why I, I mean, I, I have been through uh, a lot of shit as a stand-up, and you don't always get love, especially if you're a beginning stand-up. For 10 years, um, I was pretty lonely. I had a girlfriend, uh, and then I didn't. And then I was working like the shittiest gigs, because that's how you become a comedian. So for 10 years, I was working in really weird places. I, I worked uh, in, a, in a strip club once in Anchorage. And uh, Jay Leno recommended it. He's like, hey, you gotta go. That's my Jay Leno impression. <laughs> hey, you gotta go to... I'm a great impressionist. <laughs> you gotta go to this strip club. They pay cash. Seinfeld's doing it. I'm like, okay, I'll go. What the hell? I got no life. And so this is what happened. There's a stripper on stage, and I don't remember much about it, but she's there. She's got little easy-bake oven pie pans over her nether regions, which I believe is near Finland. I'm not sure. And she's got scotch-taped matches over these areas, and she lights the matches on fire, and then she does a little dance in her cocaine stupor, and then she just blows herself out. And she goes, and now the comedy of Bob Saget. It's like, fucking get me high and shoot me. I did another hell gig. This one's worse. Okay, I'm 24 years old. Everything bad happened at 24 doing stand-up. I'm playing a place, uh, Cleveland Comedy Club. This is not going to go well because this is a film special, and so people are going to hear about this. It doesn't exist anymore. It's now the parking lot of a stadium. But before it was a comedy club, literally months before, it was a chicken slaughtering house. So it's like, remove the dead chickens, bring in the comics, you know? Oh, God. And so there I was, and... Um, at that time, lewds were popular. So oh, lewds, club owner dude. at the club in Cleveland gives me two lewds. And I put them in my pocket. And he says, put them in your pocket because this waitress likes you. And you can give one to her. And then she'll just be unconscious and you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, I'm not like that, dude. That's for the future. That's, <laughs> I, I don't do that. I don't, I, I'm just not like that at all. And he says, trust me. And, and I had to stay, not in a hotel, Stayed in the comedy club owner's house upstairs in a little tiny room that had a rat in it. Oh. I had to stay upstairs in the room with the rat. I go upstairs, and then this girl comes upstairs. And this is a true story, and it makes me feel bad. And if she's watching this, I apologize deeply from the bottom of my scrote to the back of your throat. But the thing oh, is, <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to be blue. I'm working so hard. <laughs> I really am. I'm going to classes. So, classes. What, what happened was, I'm upstairs. She comes up, and I don't want to talk... 
misogynistically or chauvinistically about a lady and her looks, which is a terrible thing to do. But this, this girl, let me tell you what she looked like. Remember Danny DeVito in that first Batman movie? Oh, um, head off a fish. And she had like squid ink coming out of her mouth. She looked like that. Penguin. And so she comes upstairs and she's like sitting on the bed and I'm just laying there. I got two lewds in my pocket. And she's like, hi, Bob. She's like breathing on me like mackerel and anchovies. It was like a Caesar salad with no lettuce or croutons. You know, oh, it was just oh. not, not good. And then I want to have sex with you. That's what you said, like, like smoke's coming out. And, and I said, no, I, I can't do it. And she wouldn't stop. You know what I did? I took a loot. I roofied myself. <laughs> That's the kind of man I am. And then she left because I was unconscious. And then an hour later, she comes back. And this is really offensive, so I apologize. This is gross. Her breath at this point smelled like a Slim Jim dipped in shit. Oh. And she's like, Bob, come on, let's get... And I just went like, no, I took the second loot. I put myself down. <laughs> I wanted to be out. I didn't want to remember nothing. And I woke up in the morning, and I don't know, I was, my butthole was burning. I think she stuck like a four-hour Duraflame log up there oh, just to get back at me. Okay. So there we go. Bob Saget told stories. I'm not sure how that really was. About. I mean, that was definitely about shitty gigs, but uh, all right. Um, now, here's the one, like I said, I actually just found this today. It was um, something I, I just playing, messing around on YouTube and just, just kind of popped up on the after I downloaded another video. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's uh, him telling some Rodney Dangerfield stories. Like I said, Norm MacDonald is on this video. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw him and Norm. So, um, and now Smart did mention on Wednesday night that actually Bob Saget was about to start working on Dirty Work too. So I don't know what's going to happen with all that. Um, just to mention, you know, obviously Norm Macdonald. So here we go. Let's go ahead and play this clip. This is the last, uh, the other one's also about almost four minutes long. But then we don't have much longer. So here we go. You know who I met once, Bob? You may have met this guy. I bet you did. But uh, you remember that book on stand-up written by maybe William Goldman? I can't remember. But it was about Lenny Bruce. And the, it was about Lenny Bruce. I don't think I read that. It book. was Lenny Bruce. I never met Lenny Bruce, but I and, know who William Goldman is. So there was a guy that was with Lenny Bruce that was supposed to be the funniest guy. Well, uh, he was Rodney's friend. Were Joe Ansis. Oh. Yes. yes. Joe Ansis, Rodney Now, told I met me. Joe Ansis. No way. He came to Saturday Night Live, and he wasn't very funny. Well, he was an old man by then, right? Yeah, he was with Rodney. You know, there's a story about him that he was so OCD that he got into a bathroom, took off all of his clothes and like naked in yeah. a toilet, but didn't lock the stall door. Yeah. And Roddy told me this story, and it has to be true, I guess, and because he didn't tell that many stories this many times. And he's naked, standing on a toilet seat. So you look under the stall, and the guy saw that there was nobody there, <laughs> and he was trying to take a shit, and he was uh, just naked like a crow, and his clothes were laid up over the side of the stall. Yeah. And a guy opened the stall, and they both because <laughs> he was like naked with like his dick hanging oh out. My God. Just a creepy story. There was no punchline to it except how OCD the guy was, how crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, heard, I heard a great story, and correct me if I'm wrong, about you running into Rodney after he got out of a hospital at Caroline's. Was that you? And he was waiting for Ron Jeremy. Yeah, that was at his uh, place. That's actually in the book. It's in the oh, book. Is that in the book? Yeah, there's a story. Tell everyone it's, that story. It's a, tr it's a true thing. Um, that I was supposed to have dinner with Rodney at uh, 7 o'clock on a Wednesday. 
And I got to his place, and he was in a robe, and he just had surgery, but it was, he was healed. You know, wasn't like hanging out. He had a scar <laughs> up here, and he, they'd see, he said they took out all my guts, lied him next to me, and then put them all back in. That's how he <laughs> talked about his surgery. <laughs> just like something quick, like Legos or something. And so I, I got to his place Wednesday night, and his wife was going out with a friend, and he goes, Bob, you didn't call to confirm. I said, I'm not late. This was the plan. You didn't call to confirm, man. I'm sorry. I got Ron Jeremy coming up here with two hookers. And I said, well, I, I got to go. I'm not going to. I met Ron before. No offense. I just, you know, I just don't. I'm good. I'm going to yeah. leave. And Rodney goes, oh, I'm sorry, man. I feel bad. He had a release on the table that just says, I, Ron Jeremy, allow Rodney to use me in his book. And that was just going to be his signature. That's what it was all for. So Rodney goes, ah. Oh, Sorry, I'll, I'll walk you out. I feel bad, Bob. And he walks me over to the elevator, and the elevator was just to his unit. And I walk over, and the doors, I'm on the inside of the elevator, and I go, uh, he said, how you doing, Bob? I said, I'm doing pretty good. I would have liked to have dinner, but how are you doing? And he goes, you want to know how I'm doing? You're leaving, and I'm waiting for a guy that can suck his own cock. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the doors closed. And, it, and we both laughed out loud because he said it with, he had no energy up to that moment. And when he said it, it was like a back to school moment. Like, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. And he yelled it. And that's what the guy could do, apparently, you know, the potato bug uh, of uh, porn actors. Yeah. Could curl and himself and out and you've met him. He, he I met him. He loves fun, comics. He thinks he's funny. He's the funny one. He loves comedians. That's the guy you definitely want to fist bump, not shake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about that big juicy thing you were talking about. No, no. All right. That it looked like it was from Norm. I guess, did Norm, Norm McDonald have a, I guess he had a podcast or a show called Norm McDonald Live, and that was right off of that show. Um, pretty cool right there. And I, I was a huge, I love Rodney Dangerfield. Love his movies, loved his comedy. Um, hilarious, hilarious comedian. Just a, and once again, there's a guy, uh, Dangerfield, who went to go into comedy, failed at comedy, went to go sell like aluminum siding or something, and then thought of this character that we all grew to love and knew. And he kind of, I mean, my God, he lived the gimmick. So. There we go. We got the Rodney we all loved and um, to this day remember. Thank God. So here we go. This is a young Bob Saget. Uh, doesn't say when it's from. Actually, it does. Uh, it says 1984. So I had a squint to see that. I'm, I'm sure no one can see it, but thank God they couldn't see it. Uh, but this is from 1984, a Bob Saget. And it um, he's at Rodney Dangerfield's comedy show here. So he's literally, you know, sitting here at Dangerfields. Um, Rodney had his own comedy club for a very long time. And it was a very famous club, obviously. It was in a very popular club. Come, come uh, Comedians would go there and hang out at just to hang out. Obviously, just to pick Rodney's brain. And uh, here we go. Last long clip. The other ones are uh, relatively short. So here we go. Here's a guy who's very funny, but he's lonely. He needs acceptance. Make him happy, won't you? Bob Saget, how about it? All right, Bobby, here we are now. Thank you. Gosh, you're a wonderful audience. You really are. I'm not just kissing up. I'm really not. I swear, I'm, I'm slobbering all over you is what I'm doing because I need you to like me real bad because I have no act and I have no life and I have no future. I'm serious. My mom is Gumby, my dad is Pokey, and I'm Mr. Potato Head. So I talk real fast. If you have any drugs, take them now. I'm serious. I, I'm not funny, but I am quick. 
That's the problem I have with women, too. But it's good to be here. It really is. And you're, you're a great crowd. I'm not just kissing up again. It's the second time I've done it. I just want to take a jacuzzi with you and throw in a toaster. I'm not kidding. I've never been this happy. I just, but you're a great crowd, and I care about all of you individually. I just want to have sex with you right now. I'm serious. But I, but I can. I'm working right now. But I'm a happy guy because I, I got married. Married my girlfriend of seven years. That's her age. I'm going to jail. Oh. No, I did. I really am in love. I told her tonight, I said, when I come home, I want to make love to you badly. And she said, at least you don't overestimate yourself. But I'm Ooh. nuts over her. She's this tall. <laughs> it's my dad's joke. Just... I'm sorry you laughed at that. I've lost respect for you. I really uh... Everybody needs friends, you know? I, did. I had it rough when I was a kid. Never got to go to camp. My mom thought I'd get embarrassed undressing in front of little boys. But I, I've changed because I kind of like it now. <laughs> That's not true. I'm no senator. But... <sighs> Thank you very much. I never got to sleep over my friend's house. Does anybody get to do that? You slept over my friends' houses? Nope. I never got to. I said, Mom, why not? She said, Bob, you have no friends and you have no life, and I'm not your mother, okay? <laughs> but I love my mom, and you came too for just $12. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry, that was easy. Let that go. I'm sorry. Don't applaud that. You're scum, buddy. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> I live in California now, which is nice, but I'm actually frightened to death of an earthquake. I'm, I'm really scared of it. Californians don't care. It's like, oh, look, the ground's opening up. There goes my house. There go my wife and kids. It's Miller time. <laughs> I'm scared there's going to be like a major quake and I'll be getting a vasectomy at the time. That's what I'm scared of, you know? It was a 7.3, but now it's a 4.1. <laughs> but I won't do that, damn it, because I want to have a kid. I really do. I'm, but I'm, right now I'm in no position to have a kid because I'm standing up and I'm alone. But I want to have a kid, but we've been trying to have a kid. Well, my wife's trying. I just lay there. But I won't breastfeed. Damn it, I won't do it. Uh, men can breastfeed. Did you know that? I read that. Okay, I made it up. <laughs> no, I read it. I wrote it down and then I read it. <laughs> I believe everything I read. Men can breastfeed, but you have to actually take cans of evaporated milk to your chest. <laughs> give the baby an opener, you know? <laughs> I remember when I was just a little baby, my mother was looking down and she said, Bob, you've had enough. And I said, don't act like you don't like it. You know, I was young, but I was a smart kid. But the... There's so, much there's so much bad stimulus out there for kids. I was in a toy store recently. There's this new doll out. It's half man, half woman. It's called, gee, I don't know. <laughs> You've been real nice. I had a good time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so two things. Uh, first of all, I know I said I was going to play the clips from the roast, but I'm seeing how much time we've already done. And um, I don't have time for it. You guys want to see the roast? You can actually get the whole thing on YouTube. To be honest with you, the whole Bob Saget roast is on YouTube. You can get it for free. So, nah, not really. Didn't really. I, I, number one, I didn't want to play it uh, because of time. Number two, we don't need to hear it. It is funny, but um, like I said, we already talked about the controversy where it came from. We don't need to hear it again. I didn't want to talk about the controversy again, so I decided against playing the Comedy Central roast. I apologize. I should have said that before I started getting into these clips. But number two, what I want to say is. This was 1984. This was before the whole Full House thing. So we already knew this guy was, and Hollywood knew, this guy was a dirty comic. Um, his delivery was incredibly fast back then. Um, you can see how he's slowed down a lot. A lot of young comedians, if you've ever noticed, they do that. They very fast. They just kind of knock out their set, let the crowd laugh, but they still knock it out real quick. Just get it out, get it out, get it out. And then they slow down as they get more comfortable on stage um, and as they get older, too. But 
they knew he was a dirty comic. They knew he wasn't this wholesome guy that was going to be that that they were going to portray. He was going to have to change his character. And he did. He did very well. Just because you make dirty jokes doesn't make you a dirty, filthy person. It really doesn't. I don't know if people get that, but like I said, you know, you 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 can make jokes and laugh at them, and not you know, if you're offended, fine. That's kind of what jokes are supposed to do. That's what comedians used to do all the time. Um. Now this is some more. And Bob Saget does say some. These are some X-rated Full House memories. Here we go. On Conan, Bob, if I can call you Bob, and that is your name. <laughs> You're writing a yeah, book Conan. about your life. I, I and and I, I, I'm hoping, because I'll be the first in line to get that book, that there'll be some <laughs> Full House stories in there that are behind the scenes and scandalous. And they're Anything, not... Because you have a dirty mind, you know? <laughs> you do. He does. I'm not... I'm telling you the truth. I, I think everybody does, kind of, except... Oh, not like you. Not like you, Bob. <laughs> I don't mean it. I'm no, actually, no, yeah, you're a good guy, I, I, uh, but you, your mind goes sometimes to dirty places. I'm picturing you both in a hotel room right now, and I'm <laughs> just kind of wedged like a hydro because that gets what very is little. What is happening there? Well, you guys were, <laughs> but you were doing that. You said you were kind of tangent. I don't remember any of that. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, doing a sitcom for family stuff has residualed with me. Um, and in the book, I'm actually writing about it. We had a live donkey on the show once, which people might have seen that uh, episode. I forgot it. I was right. like, I don't know, on NyQuil or something that year. But um, we had a there, live... there was an episode of Full House where there was a, a donkey on the set. A live donkey called Eeyore, mm-hmm. which was a great name to come up with it. Um, yeah. And then the donkey with a studio audience, and it was like full air conditioning and stuff. I don't know if this has ever happened here, but the donkey <laughs> got excited in front of the audience, and it, it, it got an erection yeah. in front of the... Now, I don't know if that's ever happened here. <laughs> yes. And you, you, you we've had it. animals you, here. And I, then... I thought you, meant, you have a desk, so no one would know. That's what I. Jesus, Bob. It's like, what the fuck? There's a reason this thing is bolted down. Put it that way. I, 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 am, I am dirty. Apparently, I am dirty. Yeah, no, no, not at all. So all far. Right, so right. let's talk about so let's do- talk about the donkey erection again. All right. <laughs> Well, it got it got aroused, and I didn't know what to do because there were kids there. The kids were younger, sure. and, and and John Stamos, uh, handsome yogurt man, and uh, <laughs> like a he's again like with a the yogurt. Me. And, yeah. and Dave, Dave, Dave Coulier, the yeah. other friend, was Joey. Uh, we were standing there, and the kids were young. And I didn't know what to do, so I started to call the thing Peppermill instead of Eeyore because it it looked like you know when you go to Olive Garden and you get fresh ground pepper. <laughs> you know, it looked like the whole. It looked like a peppermill. It looked like a peppermill. Yeah. So I said. So I was saying that. So to diffuse the situation around children, yes. you started yelling, Pepper Mill, Pepper Mill. Because I, I wanted to help the children. Yeah. Uh, and, sure. and protect them. Sure. But this, this is what is in the book, stuff like that, that stayed with me. Because this is a true thing. I will be in a restaurant, and I will get a Caesar salad, and the guy will come over, and he'll go, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And I'll just go, you get that thing away from me. That is, that is, a, that is a donkey s***. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got you got audio people. They can do things. No, no, no. We can't afford to do that. Uh, <laughs> that's going to talk so there you go. That was off of Conan. Uh, that was good. That was funny. <laughs> oh my god. All right. This is like I said. I'd I'd much rather do this uh, and laugh, especially at a comic. 
uh, than sit here and, you know, be somber and, you know, do all that. I, th- this is so much better. And um, all right, let's let's keep going after the donkey dick story. Um, that was a good one. Now this, we're going to go from the donkey dick story to kind of a heartfelt moment. Um, and this was his final show. Now he was in the middle of a tour when he was doing this. Matter of fact, he had sent a tweet on how much he was really like loving this shit. I mean, he missed it. He was, he didn't even, he was like, it did two hours and didn't even realize it. So kind of like me, I can't believe we already, already been to an hour and a half here. Um, but, uh, we're only got, uh, Five little clips left, and then we're going to wrap it up. And some of them, I mean, two, one of them's 30 seconds, one of them's 50 seconds, so not much longer here at all. But uh, this is kind of the last little moment, and here we go. This is 2.48. I haven't heard this one. The audio might not be great. If it's not that great, we won't play at all. So let's go ahead. It's kind of a badge of honor yeah. that I get to, uh, and I have three amazing daughters, and I get to like. Mm-hmm. This is a quick uh, interview prove that I can live a long time, you know. Yeah. And I get to like, people. Like, oh, here we go. Bob was loving getting back into the stand-up comedy game. He was having so much fun on stage Saturday in Jacksonville, Florida. His set lasted longer than expected. You guys are awesome. Have a great night. He described it best in this Instagram post following the show. I had no idea I did a two-hour set tonight. I'm back in comedy like I was when I was 26. I guess I'm finding my new voice and loving every moment of it. Security officer found a guest not breathing, no pulse. Access has obtained the police report that states that security was called after family members couldn't reach Bob. They found him in bed, his left arm across his chest, right arm resting on the bed. He was cold to the touch, yellow and clammy. The sheriff said there were no signs of foul play or drugs. Bob. Okay, obviously I'm hoping this gets to the clip. Um, Let's get through this real quick. I didn't know. I mean, it just kind of explained everything I just explained to you. So I guess that was odd. But let's let's go ahead and keep going here. Had revealed he had just recently recovered from COVID. He said he felt great from the COVID, and he was wearing a mask on Friday night. Tim Wilkins, comic people. One of the last people with Saga was comedian Tim Wilkins, who opened the show for Bob. He said he felt great. He looked great. He was full of energy. Open at soundcheck. He was full of energy both nights. He had a lot of life and a lot of things he was still looking forward to doing. Saget fan Rebecca Bearswell was in the audience. Nearing the end of his set, there was a man with his three daughters in the front row. And then he asked, like, hey, who is this? And the dad was like, this is my three daughters. And he's like, oh, my gosh, three daughters just like my own. And then he started to tear up. And he's like, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, He mentioned how much he loved his daughters throughout the whole night. Bob's oldest daughter, Aubrey, shared a screenshot of the last text message she received from her dad just moments before he took to the stage. It said simply, thank you, love you, showtime. I've had so many good times with my kids. Um, I guess, I mean, we went to Hawaii last year, just the four of us, and it was, that was every day's Father's Day when I'm with my kids because... We just have a good time together. There's a horse in my living room. Most beloved for his role as Danny Tanner in the 80s sitcom Full House, Bob and his fellow castmates were like family. And it showed. All right, this is all stuff we kind of know, but that, that, that was, I think, basically, he was telling that little story right there about how he teared up and then kind of stopped the show because he was uh, obviously getting teared up. So he might have done more than two hours on that set if they hadn't stopped him from doing that. But um, again, it just shows what a good 
not only a good person, not only, you know, in Hollywood, but uh, also seemed like he was a really good father. Um, you know, it's it, the, the girl even said how he talked about how, how much he loved his children all night and uh, just seemed like a really good father and a good person. And uh, it's pretty cool right there. So, all right, this is a uh, video of some top comedy moments. And this is a two-minute video. I'm not sure what's in it. Let's check it out. The truth of it is... I am Danny Tanner now. Oh, this is off I'm of uh, ET Canada. I just busted a vacuum cleaner two weeks ago. <laughs> it's in the opening titles of the original Full House. And while fans loved Bob Saget as America's dorky dad from Full House, the comedian could also crack one of the dirtiest jokes you've ever heard. But that one special I did called That Ain't Right, where I kind of crossed the line and became an R-rated guy. But I'll be walking with my children and people, not my, my not my children you know the the 30 or 40 ones that i do not know but my daughters they love when i talk like that but still bob credited himself as a comedian who can do both i didn't do it purposely all right so we're not going to hear any big comedy moments from here i uh, once again i didn't watch some of these videos i apologize i should have but um i didn't so this one though is um Let's see, this has uh, problems in uh, new, in the back. This is just another video. It's only about a minute and 29 seconds. Uh, this is off of Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. This was 1989. And you got to remember, Johnny Carson, if he had a comedian on his show, he liked that comedian. He was not, I'm not going to say they weren't known. They have many comedians on their show. But the only comedians they had on their show were comedians that Johnny Carson liked. So Johnny Carson must have liked old uh, Bob Saget here. So 159, hopefully the audio is good. Here we go. We got two short clips left after this, and here we go. So it's noon. Your lifetime you were here, you were going through the trauma of uh, moving into a new house or buying a new home? We did both. We bought it, and then we moved into it, which was kind of a... (laughs) So I say for that way. It was very logical uh, timing. We've had a problem, actually. Oh. It's not a serious problem. He was quick. Well, okay. <laughs> Since I planned it, I might of as course. well. Oh, real quick. He was quick. He was witty. He was quick. I mean, l- literally, he just thought of that right there. So uh, last time you were here, you were, you were moving or buying. Oh, yeah, we did both. We we bought it, then we moved it. That's That's witty. That's quick. That's great stuff right there. That is great. And really, I mean, <laughs> a lost art, if you ask me. Here we go. No, I didn't plan anything. This is totally spontaneous. Oh, well, it should be. You do look great tonight. You Thank really you do. very much. I, um, and I'll buy the picture. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we have a gopher problem in our backyard. It, I, oh. the, the guy from Love Boat has been hanging out in our backyard. <laughs> That's the joke part. You go for we it. Have, <laughs> you go for it. You go for it. Go for it. We have uh, like a miniature golf course, kind of. This is true stuff. Oh, yeah. And we called up a service. The guy's name is Walter the Gopher Man. Now, he's out there maybe watching this right now. And I'm sorry I used your name, but I had to because it's too amazing to believe. Walter the Gopher Man came to my house and he was like half man half gopher and he, he walked up and he said i kill my own kind and <laughs> this is almost this is actually true this is not like that i'm going with it okay and uh he came into the backyard of my house and he took a stick and he poked around and he said you know you've got a problem here you have a serious gopher problem but over there you have a mole problem i went what's the difference he said well the gopher eats the, the roots of the trees and kills the tree but the mole stays close to the surface and the mole will move on and the mole doesn't like water. And he's still talking to me. It was, I felt like I was on Kung Fu or something. He actually, he was very spiritual. He said, you know, the mole will move on, but the gopher must die. Uh, 
And he said, now say it with me, Bob. Okay, the mole will move on, but the gopher there's a little tongue for It's kind of a, kind of a meaningful yes. thing. Mm-hmm. He's still in my backyard right now. Poking around, is he? <laughs> Poking and looking for a gopher and a mole. I see. It's actually a series. We're going to have the mole lanced. Hey, that was a good one. <laughs> totally. It was actually a rim shot. I can't believe that. We have one. Oh, man, I'm happy. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> All right. And like I said, Johnny Carson was not ever known to have a comic he didn't like on. If he didn't like you, just wouldn't have you on. If he thought you weren't a good comic or weren't funny, just wouldn't have you on his show. Uh, Johnny Carson was a very particular man. Um, Very particular man. But uh, that was good stuff right there. I I love doing this here. So we got one more here. And now he's going to make some jokes about his parents who were in the audience at this show, and this was once again another clip from, I think it might be the same show. It was 1989, so let's see here. I'll tell you what, if it's yeah. in the same so, suit, uh, same suit, are here same show. The are they right really? Now. Yeah, they're wearing the same identical outfit. They're, they're beautiful people. They're visiting me. Uh, they've been visiting. They're leaving tomorrow. <sighs> so, <laughs> I love you, Mom and Dad, but, it, you know, it's stress. Time to move no, on. No, it's not. That's a horrible thing to say. Time to move on, but relatives die. No. No. Oh shit! No, Wait come on! No, hey, no. hey, folks! No. Oh, Johnny! Well, actually, my mother and father look like a gopher in a mole. Do they really? Oh, Jesus! Right after this. That's what I'm saying. And they're in the audience. Well, you just I love my taking mother. a shot at everything. You can too if you have time. Uh, well, certainly. I, uh, <laughs> am I in trouble? <laughs> no, you're not good, in trouble. Good. Uh, Fred, you have, you have your hand up. What does that mean, Fred? There's a reason for that. Ah, Mr. De- Mr. DeCorda is trying to tell us we oh, my have, goodness. To, have to pause here. Well, I'll, I'll wait. Well, commercials must die, but the thrill must go on. <laughs> Something. We'll be right back. back All right, so that was literally, obviously, right after the gopher and mole joke because he wouldn't call it back unless it was pretty close on a show like that. So that's pretty cool right there. I didn't even realize I downloaded two clips that were back-to-back, but there you go. Back-to-back clips right there, Johnny Carson show. Um, and, of course, we had already talked about Johnny Carson. That's who uh, Jay Leno took over for, so all right. One more clip. It's only a 30-second clip. And you know what? We already played that scene. I really think it's the uh, scene from Half-Baked. Let me double-check here. I'm here today because it is. I'm... It's the scene from Half-Baked, so we don't even have to play that anymore. So basically, we are good to go on this show. Um, that was really fun. I mean, you know, I, I, I know it's kind of a strange thing to say that we had fun kind of doing a Bob Saget tribute since we just, you know, it's been less than a week since he passed away. But like I said, I'd rather come on here and have fun and uh, celebrate the life and the, you know, especially of a comedian. I think this is more of what a a comedian would want. But um, really quick, I do want to also say that um, I'm really glad I I brought this show back. I'm having a really good time doing it, Um, having a good time going on YouTube and being able to share even more with everybody. Um, it's been a really, really, really fun time and I'm, I'm glad I brought it back when I did. I'm glad I'm doing the things I'm doing and I'm going to keep doing this in the, you know, keep this show going. Um, going to keep doing more movies on YouTube because honestly, I really was worried about the copyright strikes I was going to get, but I'm not getting them like I thought I would. And again, it's just, if, if I don't play music in the background, it's, it's really not a problem. I did get a little copyright strike for one little thing that was in the background of the Suicide Kings, but it didn't even it didn't even ban it from countries. It was just a quick little thing, and um, 
it was good. But uh, I'm really, really glad I brought this show back. I'm really glad people are listening to it. I'm really glad I'm getting good feedback uh, from everybody. And I appreciate everyone who's uh, listening to this show. I mean, we were, I was, this show was gone for a year and a half and I wasn't sure if I was even going to bring it back at some point. And, um, I'm really glad I did. And I just want to thank everyone who is downloading this show, who's listening to this show, everyone who comes in the chat room. I know I split to a new Mixler and it's kind of confusing for everybody, but it's mixer.com slash Hollywood dash hangout. If you guys want to come in and join Mixler, it is free to join Mixler. You just have to sign up and go through the whole email and all that shit right there. So, but, um, I'm really glad I brought this show back and I just wanted to thank everybody for their feedback on it and um, that they're enjoying it. But uh, definitely you guys should go over to the YouTube. Just check out Hollywood Hangout over there. I know there is another one, but just look for the logo that has uh, Hollywood Hangout in the Hollywood Star. Yeah, we have our own Hollywood Star. I don't know if you knew that, but I made it. And uh, if you guys just look for that right there and you'll know you're at the right channel, subscribe to that channel because I'm going to be doing a lot more on YouTube as we go forward, especially when I do um, actors and uh, things like that. Actually, I've already got... Now, I may do... I may do Royal Rumble next week. I'm going to decide that as we go. But um, I'm going to do an actor that's kind of an unknown. So next week will be Lachlan Monroe... Or the week after. It might be might be next week. might be the week after. Uh, or I might just do it on Sunday. Who knows? One way or another, I will get Lachlan Monroe done. If you don't know who he is, he's been in a lot of things. Um, mostly you may know him from A Night at the Roxbury. So, you know, if you want to uh, check out who Lachlan Monroe is, he's in that. He's the gym trainer for those guys. I actually watched that movie last night and I said, God damn, I got to do a show on that guy. He's an unknown, and I kind of like doing shows on more unknown people. So once again, I want to thank everybody. Not going to do the plugs again. I already knocked them out at the beginning. But uh, thank you guys. And uh, Bob Saget, rest in peace. Great comedian. Uh, like I said, kind of like America's dad in a way, just kind of that wholesome character. doesn't matter what his com comedy was before, after any of it. He uh, still seemed like a really great person. And once again, let's let all these fucking stupid, ridiculous accusations that were nothing but jokes die because they were nothing but a Comedy Central roast, and that is it. So on that note, check me out Wednesday, me and Smark. Uh, Eric's going to join us from, uh, another, uh, for another week. And that is it, folks. Take it easy. Thank you. S